American Ground Radio. Four out of five doctors banned by YouTube now agree. Listening just one hour a day to American Ground Radio may improve your mood, energy level, and vision. We choose to go to the moon and do the other thing. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. It is time for us to realize that we're too great a nation to limit ourselves to small dreams. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. American Ground Radio with Louis R. Abalone and Stephen Pross. Three, two, one. This is American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Parr with Louis R. Abalone. Since Joe Biden became president, let me ask you something. When he mm-hmm. stood there on Inauguration Day yeah. and he said his whole soul was mm-hmm. in uniting this country. And dozens of people clapped. Let me ask you something. How much more united are we today? Or do you believe that we are more divided? Do you believe he has been more divisive, that he has been more of a race baiter and, and every other baiter? I mm-hmm. mean, in terms of putting everybody in their own shoebox, right, in terms of or their own pigeonhole. You know, this is the LGBTQ folks. Okay. They treat, you treat them one way. Uh-huh. This is the Latino community. You treat them another way. You This is the black community. You treat them. I mean, he's I, kept I think us the all biggest, in these silos. Now, I think the biggest problem is that he called half the country domestic terrorists. Well, that's the... That's, I, I think that's the biggest problem. He came out and said that people who supported Donald Trump were enemies of the state. And he did so with blood-red lights on Independence Hall. Well, he's with, done that more than once. With armed Marines standing behind him. He used the military for a political speech to call half the country terrorists. That was the most divisive thing done by any president of the United States of America since at least James Buchanan. And what happened after James Buchanan was a civil war. Right. Well, that makes him the divider in chief. And I'm just saying, you see, you hear more about racism in this country. Let me change that again. It's not that he's the divider in chief. When you are that divisive to a country like the United States of America, that makes you a puppet of the enemy. That's what he is. Right, because a house divided it cannot its- stand. And he is an agent of division instead of doing what he, 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 look, either he lied or he's completely incompetent or maybe he just forgot about his inauguration address because, you know, that's been a while. It's been a while, but, you know, of course, that sounded good on inauguration day. But he's been the divider in chief. He has been an agent of the enemy in dividing this country amongst itself by calling half of this nation domestic terrorists. Now, some people may say, well, we talk more about racism because that needs to be discussed more so than at any other time. It's good that it's coming out and no, we're talking about this is actually the only reason. There is still racism in America right now is because we keep focusing on race right now. The reason why there's any racism in America is because some people are profiting off of claiming that there's racism in America. There is more of a demand by people on the left for racism to exist than there is the supply of racists in this country. You know what? That is an excellent point. Give you a perfect example. What's going on out in California right now? The legislature, the California legislature, mm-hmm. is pushing through a proposed law. We talked about this very briefly on the show earlier this week. They're pushing through a proposed law that would ban the use of police canines. And the reason is the authors of this bill have said that historic racism mm-hmm. is the reason that basically the percentage of folks who are attacked using canines, police canines, are overwhelmingly black, 64%, and so therefore they're used as a tool of racism. Look, so look, do away guys. with these canine uh, dogs, which, by the way, save the lives of not only police officers, but also of suspects. Look, guys, guys, these dogs, you got to get rid of these dogs. I was telling... I was telling Jill, we got to get rid of these dogs because my dad told me. I didn't know this, but my dad said, hey, look, those dogs, 
They're German shepherds. You know what's in Germany? They're Nazis. Those are Nazi dogs. I'm not pulling your leg here. Well, you know what? He brought those Nazi dogs into the White House. That's that is the that's, that's the, the logic. That's exactly. the same level of logic. Just because you know they're German shepherds, they okay, must but be wait racist a dogs. Hold on, people will say sixty-five percent. I said sixty-four percent. It's sixty-five percent of okay. suspects uh-huh. who are seriously injured by police dogs okay. are people of color. O- okay. So doesn't that make the dogs racist? No. No, of course it doesn't. Because it depends upon... Well, first of all, the dogs do what their handlers tell them to do. So if this is actually proof of racism, it's not proof that the dogs are racist. It would be proof that the handlers of the dogs are racist. But that's not the case because you've got minorities who are also involved in handling the canines. You've got minority police officers. In some cities, there are more minority police officers than there are white police officers. So you can't say that's the handlers. That that makes absolutely no sense. It's like when, when you've got artificial intelligence doing a little chat with somebody and the artificial intelligence starts doing uh, saying racist things on there. People are like, oh, well, artificial intelligence is racist. No, the programmers uh, put in things that could have been construed as being racist. It's not that the dogs are racist. Especially since well, in this case, no, look, in this case, it's about lying with statistics. Well, it's not that. Of course, the dogs are not racist. Here's the thing. Those folks that are being injured. Yeah. Seriously injured. Those suspects being uh-huh. seriously injured by police dogs. Uh huh. These are criminals. These are criminals who have committed serious crimes. They're resisting arrest. And people who are not following the commands of law enforcement. Right. And they're resisting police officers. What do you expect? And, and and look, you're trying to get the police officers to not use a lethal form of of deterrence, right? You're trying to tell the, the police officers you can't use tasers, you can't use weapons. Um, okay, so we're gonna we're gonna take away the dogs now. So what what are we gonna leave police officers with? But see, the thing is, there's no slavery. Oh yeah, historical. So yeah, or you want to talk about basis for this because actually. Those canine, those police dogs, Mm -hmm. have actually been used by law enforcement since the 14th century. Right. Now, look. The 14th century. There was a lot more racism in the 14th century than there is in the 21st century. Well, the first recorded use of dogs using or doing police work Uh was in France. Uh This was in the early 14th century. They were used to guard dock installations. Okay. But it was not until... 1888 until the modern police dog first came into being and and look during the civil rights movement and and they and that's it was in london when they used bloodhounds Mm -hmm. to track suspects by scent uh as they were trying to run from police they were trying to chase down jack the ripper by the way and look in the civil rights movement police officers in the south did turn dogs on peaceful crowds that did happen 50 years ago, 60 years ago. When was the last time police have unleashed dogs onto a crowd? Especially a a peaceful crowd? That's not what's happening today. And see, here's another example of where just logic goes out the window in and what gets put in its place is an agenda that may not make any sense because canines... Mm -hmm. I mean, there are many cases where canines are used where lethal force would have been justified. Yes. And likely would have been used had the police dog not been affected. So some of those people who were injured by police dogs are still alive because of the police dog. No, I think the canine officers are vital to the safety of our human officers. And our human population. And anybody that says different is lying with statistics through omission. Canine, if 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 you believe 65% uh-huh. of, are seriously injured uh-huh. by canines are people of color, then wouldn't you want to keep them safe using canines in lieu of the officer using lethal force? Let's get to the top three things you need to know before tomorrow. First thing you need to know before tomorrow, home prices dropped by their largest amount since the 2008 housing collapse. That's according to a new report by Redfin, a real estate brokerage firm. Home values dropped by 4.9% in the second half of 2022. 
That represents a total market drop of $2.3 trillion across the country. Part of the reason for the drop has been the rapid increase in interest rates with the average mortgage hitting more than 7% in November. That's nearly twice as high as it was a year and a half ago. And it's driving up rental rates as well. Absolutely. Because... People got to live somewhere, but they can't afford the higher interest rates. And so that creates more demand for rental properties, and we don't have more supply because you can't build them because mortgage rates. Second thing you need to know before tomorrow, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg toured the site of the train wreck in East Palestine, Ohio today. It became a day after former President Donald Trump arrived in the same area with pallets of bottled water and McDonald's hamburgers for the work crews on site. It's not clear what Buttigieg's visit accomplished, in part because he refused to answer questions from the media while he was touring the wreckage. Well, of course not. You know why? It was a photo op. And, and I but, hate but to look, be if so... it's a photo op, why not actually stand there in front of the cameras? He ran away from the cameras. This was, I don't even know. This wasn't even a photo op. This was... Because there's no explanation. This happened more than... what Three this weeks happened ago. On February the 5th. Third. The third. Yeah. And... Here we are. No response... I don't understand. And the third thing you need to know before tomorrow, President Biden is increasing the number of American troops in Taiwan from around 30 to over 200. That's according to reports from the Wall Street Journal. Those military personnel will train Taiwanese defense forces in a variety of weapon systems, but their exact role is not being disclosed. Taiwan has been facing nearly daily incursions by the Chinese Air Force into Taiwan's security air zone, and it's believed the communist nation could be preparing an invasion to conquer the island. Okay, so we're going to be fighting a war in Taiwan now? Yes. As well as the Ukraine. Well, we're not fighting in Ukraine, but I think we would have to fight in Taiwan. And and what's here's here's the sad part. If China invades Taiwan, all of our military data says they will win. That's the scary part. We'll be right back. You're standing on American ground with Louis R. Avalone and Stephen Parr. If you enjoy hunting, fishing, or just love shooting, your destination is Red River Range in Shreveport. Red River Range features 19 indoor shooting lanes, all with a touchscreen console, and every lane has 100% fresh air. If you'd like to hunt, there are three 100-yard lanes inside and two archery areas outside. If your family wants to fish, there's a stockfish pond too. Join us at Red River Range, located in the heart of Shreveport. Get more info at redriverrange.com. Hey guys, this is Don Tubbs. We are proud that we're an old school hardware store that has had roots in Bossier since 1922. God-fearing, we the people, America first, local folks. Tubbs providing products that are built stronger to last longer and back them with parts and service. Tubbs is the brand you can trust. Like Tubbs Hardware on Facebook and may God bless the USA. Fellas, what about some barbecue this Thursday? Well, I hear that Bodacious Bar in Q is hosting Ladies' Night on Thursday. Love me some barbecue! Join us Thursday for Ladies' Night at Bodacious Bar in Q. Mixed drinks are only $5 and get $3 off on a glass of wine. Ladies, come out for the drinks. Guys, come out for the, uh, barbecue. And on Monday night, it's Music Bingo at Bodacious Bar in Q at 8410 Line Avenue in Maybe it was that fourth grade teacher who believed in you. Or the big-eyed girl who smiled when you were the new kid. Maybe it was watching your child as she took her first steps. Those aha moments in life when everything seemed to come into focus. Those are the bright spots that lift us up when we're feeling down and show us a path from the ordinary to the extraordinary. America's history is filled with bright spots, too. The greatness of America is that it allows each of us to see the greatness within ourselves. That is how America became great. One dream, one bright spot at a time. Bright Spots Big Country, What Makes America Great by Louis R. Avalone and Stephen Parr. Available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iBooks, and brightspotsbigcountry.com. Welcome back to American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Parr with Louis R. Avalone. Okay, so Joe Biden apparently is not going 
not going to East Palestine, Ohio, even though he's got plenty of time to go to Ukraine, but he's not going well, to East Palestine. Okay. At least according to Corinne Jean-Pierre. I think we've got a clip, but, you know, why? Why would he not go? Think about how often that folks criticized George W. Bush. Oh, yeah, for the flyover. For and, the flyover of Katrina. Yeah. And many people may say, well, oh, wait a minute. I how mean, Katrina was a much bigger disaster. is and, this, that you're equating what happened in East Palestine right. to what happened in Katrina? But no, I'm not equating those two, but I am saying at least that the president of the United States, when there is a crisis in yeah. this country, yeah. generally the president of the United States, in order to show the resolve of this country, that this country is behind these people who are suffering, right. whether it's a hurricane, whether it's a, a, a forest fire. A man-made disaster like a train wreck full of chemicals. But take a listen. This is Corrine Jean-Pierre. I don't have a at this time. I don't have anything to read out or 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 um, uh, or announce on a, a travel to Ohio. But once again, we've had EPA on the ground. We've had DOT uh, Secretary Buttigieg is there today. We've had FEMA. We've had uh, HHS, CDC. I mean, we have had a multi-agency approach to this. That's how important it is uh, to this president to make sure that East Palestine uh, residents get what they need to to uh, to deal with. Okay, this. the funniest part of that was. I, I don't have anything to read. <laughs> well, you know what? That hey, was a hey, slip. Is he going, that was a slip. Is she he was going being to honest. East Palestine? Uh, there's nothing. I don't have anything I don't to have, read. No I don't, one wrote me anything. I don't know what to do now. What do I do with my hands? What do I do with I don't have, <laughs> no, What do but, I do with my No, but here's the thing. Could you say the same thing? Now, she went on to say, well, well, we don't. The president doesn't need to be there. Well, there, look, it's all this multi-agency and there's all these. Let's, let's give Biden the, the benefit of the doubt. What in the world would he accomplish if he actually went? Okay, but just stop for a minute. What in the world did he actually accomplish going to the Ukraine? Oh, photo ops. He got great photo okay, ops. Okay, but that's my point. And that he why gave away he, money. But why did he have to go to Ukraine? Oh, he didn't have to go. Then he why, wanted to go. Okay, then why is he not going to Palestine? Because he doesn't East Palestine. want to. He doesn't want to. He wanted to go to Ukraine. You know who went he to East Palestine? He doesn't want to go to East Palestine. President Trump. Well, that's because Trump. And you know what he brought? He brought water. That's because Trump wanted to go. He brought Stuff that they he brought food. Yeah, you know what Buttigieg brought? Nothing. Buttigieg brought. Did he bring his press husband? handlers? Did he bring his husband? No, no, he brought his press handlers. Children that stopped the press from asking him questions. That's what he brought. We got a question for our American mamas, dear mamas. How do you go about leaving a legacy you can be proud of? Well, let's ask our American mama. Mama, mama. And joining us now, our American mama, Terry Netterville. Uh, Legacy's kind of been on our minds a lot. Uh, with the passing of, of Denise Arthur, she's left quite a legacy. Mm -hmm. And one of the, the interesting things I, I thought about that was that part of the legacy she has left has actually been wrapped up in this show. Yes. I mean, she she lived to be 57. 59, fi fi I think. Yeah. 59. Mm -hmm. uh, and she was only doing the show for five years. Right. But people mentioned at her funeral the American Mama and how many people she touched through this medium and the legacy that this platform allowed her to leave. Now, it's obviously not the only legacy she right, left. Right, right. But she, this this did leave a legacy uh, in, in, in much the way Diamond and Silk had their legacy left, right? And yet they weren't doing this much longer than, than y'all have been doing this. Right, and it's one of those things that you don't really think about until you think about it. And she was one who did. She recognized that part of your mission in life has to be the kind of legacy that you're going to leave behind for your children, for your grandchildren, and for the, you know, the community that you're involved with. She wanted to make this place better than how she found it. Okay. And that was part of her mission, part of her purpose. And she understood that she had a, a strong platform, a strong voice in this community. So she wanted her legacy to be not only a good one, but one that could continue through all of us who knew her and loved her. Okay. Which is what we're doing. So how do you... How do you go about creating that? I think you make it your mission to do so. I think, um, you know, it's so crazy that we're talking about this because 
Kevin and I told you that I'm on this little house in the prairie kick. <laughs> it's crazy when yeah. things are hard. Fortunately, I kind of <laughs> fortunately you are buying the little house on the prairie dresses from no. Target, but <laughs> exactly. But I did tell Kevin this morning. I woke up and I said, I want to move to Walnut Grove. <laughs> I just want to go back. I want to go there. But um, anyway, the 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 show yesterday that they had on was about legacy. It was season eight, episode 14. Cause I was like, what is this? How's I think God's talking to me through this. But in this show, Charles Engel and his good friend, Jack Prescott are driving to somewhere, Minneapolis to deliver, um, a, a leaf, a fold leaf table that, you oh, know, okay. Charles Engel. Sure. anyway, while they're on the trip, the guy keeps hand, you know, holding on to his left arm and we recognized it. As a heart attack. As a heart attack about to happen. Right. And he's like, oh, something's wrong with my arm. I'm getting these tingly feelings. And, you know, Charles is telling him it's probably nothing. But they get at night. They're sleeping under a tree on their way home. And the guy, Jack, says, have you ever wanted to leave a piece of yourself, like your name? Like, have you ever just thought, you know, I want to leave something behind that people know that I did that. So that when I'm gone in 100 years from now, people will say that, I left my name. I left my legacy here mm-hmm. and, and I won't be forgotten. And in that moment, I'm thinking it's so true. We all want to be remembered. Right. We, we, we want to leave behind something that in the future people go, Oh yeah. Did you know Terry Netterville? She did this right? or she, you know, and so he dies of a heart attack that night. So Charles Ingalls takes on that kind of persona. And he's like, he says to Carolyn, his wife, he's like, I need to do something. I need my name on something so that when I'm removed from this earth that they remember. And so he starts making these tables and he puts his CI, Charles Ingalls. He puts, he burns his, his little initials, brand. his brand yeah. into the table. So, um, in, and she's like, Charles, why are you, you know, why do you want to leave the farm? This is everything you are, everything you've, you've known. He said, I just want to leave a piece of myself. So he moves himself leaves the family behind in the farm says I'm going to come back for y'all but I'm going to make a name for I'm going to leave my legacy and he goes to this manufacturing company and they they start making his tables and 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 while he's doing that it flips back to when you know watching his family the boys are on the farm they're doing the hoeing and the digging and they're all the work and they're making memories with them and they're working hard and he's thinking this is the way to make his legacy is to make money to bring his well Long story short, this huge manufacturing company comes, steals his ideas. They take all the tables. He has nothing left. And in that moment, he talks to the the man that owned the store, Sven, and he says, you know what? I just realized I'm I'm working so hard to leave my name behind and to let and for people whom I'll never know to remember me. And I and I'm the ones that need to know that my legacy is through my children. Yeah, I need to be home. I need to be having memories with them. And I thought my God, that's so true. Our legacy is, is what we, the memories we leave behind in our children and, in, and that will be passed down to their children. Isn't it ultimately when you leave a legacy? Because Denise, yes, obviously she did, she did yeah. amazing things with her family, but she also invested herself in people. She did. That if you really want to leave a legacy, doesn't it come back to serving others? And that's what she did best investing in other people, investing in their lives, investing in their own hopes and dreams and trying to help those come true where she could. Yeah. She was the greatest about that. If you had an idea, she would not only help you take it to the next level, she would make the phone calls to people that she knew somewhere to open that would up those doors. help you make those dreams come true. Yeah. That is her legacy. If you'd like to ask our American Mama a question, go to our website, AmericanGroundRadio.com slash mama and click on the Ask the Mamas button. Terry Netterville, thank you so much. Thank you. Well, coming up next here on American Ground Radio, we are digging deep. We'll be right back. Choosy moms choose American Ground Radio. It's smooth, creamy, and now contains seven grams of protein per serving with Louis R. Avalone and Stephen Parr. My pillow is now a proud sponsor of American Ground Radio, which is really great. I mean, we all have My Pillow products at home and it's so fantastic that an industry leader like My Pillow has invested in American Ground Radio coast to coast. And because we're now working with My Pillow, you can get some great deals. If you go to their website, mypillow.com, type in the letters AGR for your discount code, you get some massive discounts right away. Right, like the luxurious Giza Dream Sheets, they're 60% off right 
now with the AGR code. I'm telling you, no sleepless nights with these, folks. Or you get a six-piece MyPillow towel set for $70 off. It's a huge discount just by typing in three little letters, AGR. You can get $50 off the classic MyPillow right now with the AGR discount code. And on every single item, thanks to the sponsorship of MyPillow and American Ground Radio, you save bigly huge yeah so go to mypillow.com and type in those letters a g r and start sleeping like a baby tonight maybe it was that fourth grade teacher who believed in you or the big-eyed girl who smiled when you were the new kid maybe it was watching your child as she took her first steps those aha moments in life when everything seemed to come into focus. Those are the bright spots that lift us up when we're feeling down and show us a path from the ordinary to the extraordinary. America's history is filled with bright spots too. The greatness of America is that it allows each of us to see the greatness within ourselves. That is how America became great. One dream, one bright spot at a time. Bright Spots Big Country, What Makes America Great by Louis R. Avalone and Stephen Parr. Available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, iBooks, and brightspotsbigcountry.com. Smells fresh and ready to go. American Ground Radio is as American as apple pie, except our content is more filling and less calories. If you missed a recent show or you want to hear a show again, you can listen anytime to any episode by subscribing to the American Ground Radio podcast. So have a slice of good, wholesome, conservative talk radio and subscribe today to the American Ground Radio podcast wherever you get your podcast. American Ground Radio, where we're following the science so closely. One day, science is going to call the cops or the CIA or those other guys. Put them on the watch list. Welcome back to American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Parr with Louis R. Avalone. You know, I, this is a personal question. Uh-huh. You probably aren't expecting this, but have you ever called your wife mm-hmm. by the name of a former girlfriend at any time? I mean, you've been at- married a very long time. I, I understand that, but yeah. Um, I mean, early on in your marriage, did you ever well, confuse? Early, even by the time early on in my marriage, I hadn't dated anybody else in a long time. So maybe early on in the time we were dating, did I ever? I don't think I've actually ever done that. I think most people have not. I don't think I've actually ever called Wendy the name of a former girlfriend. Ever. No, I think it's pretty serious. Yeah. And, and certainly after you've been married for any number of years, I think I would remember her reaction if I had. <laughs> You probably wouldn't have forgotten that. I mean, we've been married a long time, <laughs> no, I got and it. I'm trying to remember, but I, I honestly, you know, look, if, if I've made that mistake, and I would fess up to it, but I, I don't remember ever making that mistake. Okay, well, I bring that up because uh-huh. Corrine Jean-Pierre today, yes, yeah. and this isn't the first time that she's done this, Uh huh. she's referred to Joe Biden mm-hmm. as Barack Obama. No. Take a listen. Okay, so today, as you all saw just an hour or so ago, President Obama announced that, pardon me, President Biden. Whoa. (laughs) That is news. (laughs) Okay, to her defense, President Biden has referred to Barack Obama as current President Barack Obama. Well, he's also referred to Kamala Harris Uh as President Harris. And he called... Uh, yes, yeah, right. He has called Kamala Harris, Vice President Harris, President Harris. And he said uh, Bill Clinton was his president. OK, but OK, but here's the, but where why all of a sudden? Uh-huh. I mean, you and I have been paying attention to politics and sure. our listeners, they're avid, yeah. uh, you know, listeners and readers and consumers of mm-hmm. politics over mm-hmm. the years. Yeah. I mean, when have you ever heard of a press secretary mm-hmm. of well, a president of the United States right. referring to his vice or her, well, no, it's only his at this point, uh, his vice president. Uh-huh. As president. As president. I mean, when have you heard all of these mix-ups? It's like... It's almost they, like they don't know what they're doing. Are there Freudian slips here? 
I well, mean, because, you know, Barack Obama said for many, many years that he, and in one interview in particular, mm-hmm. that he would actually enjoy sitting in the basement somewhere controlling everything okay. with a front man. But I think a more likely You don't scenario. like that idea. You, you it's think, not that I don't like that idea. You think that that's way off base. Yeah, because frankly, if Barack Obama were in a basement somewhere running this administration, this administration would be running a lot smoother than it currently is. Oh, I think no, no one's in no, charge. No, no, I think whoever Barack is Obama, running this administration hates the United States. Uh, uh, nobody's running this because administration. Because they could it's not a do a worse people. job if they were... Tr- if they were, that's if they my were point. Trying. That's my point. Barack Obama could do a better job than this administration is doing. You mean Barack Obama could do a better job of destroying this country? No, no, no. He he, he kept the, he kept things at least running oh, better than than Joe Biden. That was done. all a ruse. Come on. But this is not. It, look, this look, is not an administration more, that loves this country. I agree with that. I think the thing that's more likely though is that Corrine Jean-Pierre liked Barack Obama as president more than she likes Joe Biden. I think that is a much more likely explanation for the Freudian slip. So the Freudian slip is that she's actually longing for President Obama again. There you go. Ah. Let's dig deep. Working in a coal mine, going down, down, down. Working in a coal mine, about to step down. Yesterday, Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey sent a warning to St. Louis Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner. Resign by noon or be fired. That was that was his said. She didn't resign. So today, Bailey fired her. Question is why? The latest reason came from a traffic incident. A man driving a Jeep in downtown St. Louis was speeding, ran a light, hit a car, and that car pinned a 16-year-old girl. The girl, Janae Edmondson, was in downtown St. Louis with her high school volleyball team. The crash severed one of her legs and severely mangled her other. Oh, my goodness. Her father, a military veteran, immediately went into action, fashioning a tourniquet and saved her life. But she ended up losing both legs. Oh, my goodness. The tragedy is worse because the driver of that car was a man named Daniel Riley. Daniel Riley was supposed to go on trial in St. Louis last summer for an armed robbery, but Kim Gardner's office said it wasn't ready to go to trial, so Riley was let out on bail. But since then, Riley has violated the terms of his bail somewhere between 50 and 100 times, and Gardner's office never once asked to have his bail revoked. This is just too much because of her negligence the 16 year old girl uh, lost both of her legs and by the way goodness i mean come on i just want to point this out because the left always goes here but this is not a race thing yes daniel riley the suspect is black and yes kim gardner the da is black but janae edmondson the girl who lost her legs is also black this isn't about race no this is about an agenda this is about lawlessness this is about chaos it's about as attorney general andrew bailey put it protecting victims of crime instead of creating new ones. Kim Gardner's negligence is creating new victims of crime on a daily basis in the city of St. Louis. He said, quote, this is the the latest in a long pattern of brazen neglect. The St. Louis circuit attorney has a long history of failure to prosecute violent crime with a backlog of at least three thousand cases now she may argue that she doesn't have the resources to prosecute that many cases Mm. and so therefore there is this great backlog interesting she seemed to have plenty of time to go after the the governor of missouri when he was a republican See, Kim Gardner's been more interested in trying to prosecute Republicans than she has been trying to prosecute violent criminals. She's the one who got Missouri GOP Governor Eric Greitens removed from office, claiming she had a picture that he was using to blackmail a girlfriend into remaining silent about their affair. The problem was she didn't have the picture because the picture didn't actually exist. A Missouri grand jury said she demonstrated, quote, disturbing and unethical behavior and how she prosecuted that particular case. Okay, is this a George Soros funded? Yes. D.A.? She is a George Soros funded D.A. Okay, well that explains She's also the one who went after that couple that chased off the BLM mob. Remember that BLM mob broke into that neighborhood, uh, tore down the gate, they were marching and chanting and and the couple went out in their front yard and they had the weapons. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Right? 
So she prosecuted. She didn't prosecute the BLM mob for trespassing or for disturbing the peace. She prosecuted the homeowners for brandishing weapons for in their protecting front yard. their property. She wasn't mad that BLM broke down the fence. No, she was mad that two rich white people had the gall to say they would protect their own property with force if necessary. Well, Bailey filed a writ of quo, quo, a quo warrento saying Gardner is guilty of willful negligence and no longer deserves to hold office. He accuses her of a failure to prosecute, a failure to confer with victims as required under Missouri law, and a failure to file cases. But... He does not have the final say in this. Her fate will be decided by a court of law. Um, and I think that's a good thing because it means she'll actually have to show up in a court of law finally. And be subject to the law. To pay attention to the law. But she's not the only DA in the country. No, this is happening. That's failing to do their in job. In multiple jurisdictions and it's got to stop. New Orleans is another great example. Jason Williams is not doing his job as DA in prosecuting violent criminals. Look, who we elect into office matters. It sets a standard for a community. It sets the tone. And a general rule of thumb is, if George Soros has given them money, they have no business being DA. Because they do not support the rule of law. And we're a nation of laws, not of men. We'll be right back. You're listening to American Ground Radio. Tubbs, we sell the best and back it with parts and service. Toro, Xmark, Ventrac mowers. To spend less time mowing and have more fun grilling with the world's best smoking grill, the Big Green Egg, or Green Mountain Pellet Grill. We provide parts and service for what we sell with 0% easy financing. Y'all come see us. Like Tubbs Hardware on Facebook and may God bless the USA. Fellas, what about some barbecue this Thursday? Uh, well, I hear that Bodacious Bar in Q is hosting Ladies' Night on Thursday. Love me some barbecue! Join us Thursday for Ladies' Night at Bodacious Bar in Q. Mixed drinks are only $5 and get $3 off on a glass of wine. Ladies, come out for the drinks. Guys, come out for the, uh, barbecue. And on Monday night, it's Music Bingo at Bodacious Bar in Q at 8410 Line Avenue in Red River Range is the premier indoor shooting and training facility in the Arklatex. Red River Range is family friendly and produces 100% fresh air all the time, so you never smell gunpowder. At Red River Range, it's all digital. You choose one of 19 lanes, and it's all on a touchscreen. Red River Range has two archery areas and a stock fish pond, so there's truly something for everyone at Red River Range in Shreveport. Find out more at RedRiverRange.com. Lewis, what's the toughest challenge for business owners? Finding employees, especially quality employees. Well, our friends at Express Employment Professionals serve businesses across Caddo and Bossier Parishes. And Express Employment Professionals never charge the applicant a fee. If you need employees or are struggling with what you have, call Blake at 318-226-8777. Blake will customize a recruiting plan that works for your organization and your budget. Call Express Employment Professionals at 318-226-8777. Ronald Reagan once asked, are we doing a good enough job teaching our children what America is and what she represents in the long history of the world? Well, that's why we made this CD. Freedom Sings is a collection of songs from America's history. Each one tells a story from our founding up till today. Not only do we include classics like America the Beautiful and This Land is Your Land, But we also tell the stories behind the songs, who wrote them and why, and what they mean to everyday Americans when they first heard these patriotic tunes. If you want your kids to know what America represents in the long history of the world, then you need to get Freedom Sings. Just look for it in the iTunes store and download it for your computer or mobile device. Get Freedom Sings for your kids and keep liberty marching on for the next generation.
President Reagan once said, if we don't know what we did, we don't know who we are. American Ground Radio features an online store with something for everyone. What makes America great? You'll find out when you read the book, Bright Spots, Big Country. You can help your kids and grandkids learn who they are as Americans with the Conservative Kid Growth Kit or listen to the educational CD, Freedom Reigns. Shop today and go online at AmericanGroundRadio.com. Welcome back to American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Parr with Louis Sar Avalone. Okay, so Ash Wednesday uh-huh. was yesterday. I went and got my ashes bright yeah. and early yeah. on Ash Wednesday. That's true. The beginning of the Lenten season. As you do every year. Every year I've known you. Th- this is what you do. You 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 participate in that rite. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that's a, important to you, As obviously. a practicing Catholic. Yeah. I mean, you can tell that that's important to you. You can tell what's important to people based on what they do. I can tell that's important to you because you are faithful in doing that. Well, and you know, there's a lot of other folks out there, of course, uh, mm-hmm. some well-known, some not so well-known. One of the well-known Catholics that mm-hmm. here recently, I, I've seen him all over the place, yeah. basically sharing his Catholicism mm-hmm. with the rest of the world is Mark Wahlberg. Right, right. I saw him... He was in that uh, Father Stew, uh, that movie uh, about a Catholic priest. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Uh, great movie, by the mm-hmm. way. Have you seen it? I have not. It's a, a, you, ought to, you ought to watch it. I will. Nevertheless, he was on the Today Show uh-huh. uh, being interviewed by Savannah Guthrie. Mm-hmm. And take a listen. Faith means so much to you. Mm. Do you. Have you always talked about it, or did you feel I at have. some point like, okay, I have a platform here, and I just want to share this part of my journey? I have. You know, it's it's a balance. I don't want to jam it down anybody's throat, yeah. but I do not deny my faith. That's that's an even bigger sin. You know, it's not popular in my uh, industry. But, you know, I cannot deny my faith. It's important for me to share that with people. But I have friends from all walks of life and, and all different types of faiths and religions. So, you know, it's important to respect and honor them as well. Yeah. I do not deny my faith. I love him saying that. I do not deny my faith. That, that's absolutely right. Even though it's not popular in, I guess, the entertainment industry. Right. I mean, he alleges that, but I, I don't know that... That's not necessarily I think that's true. Probably, I'm not in the necessarily in the Hollywood well, entertainment industry. If you look at what gets put out, movies like Father Stu are the exception. They aren't really mainstream Hollywood, right? So I, I would, based on their fruits, you could say, yeah, being a practicing Catholic is not exactly um, welcome in but, large circles of, of Hollywood. But I think it's important to remind folks that being a person of faith, uh-huh. whatever denomination, you're not alone. Right. You're not the and, outlier. And don't deny your faith. Because when you deny your faith, you're actually encouraging other people to hide theirs. That's We want to be living this out loud. We've been given the Great Commission to go into all corners of the earth and spread the word. Do not hide your lamp under a, a, a bushel. Under a, a cover. Under cover. Let's get to a bright spot. Lewis, I've got some really good news. Oh, yeah. yeah. Better news than what we were just talking about. Yeah, it's about the same. Okay. The Air Force is not racist. Okay, but who in the world thought that they were? Well, actually, the Defense Department thought they were. Just the Air Force? That Well, th- that no, branch... the Defense Department's been fairly convinced that the Army, Air Force, Navy, uh, Marines, and Coast Guard are all racist. But that's why they've been doing these these diversity, equity, and inclusion trainings, because they're pretty convinced that all of the members of, of the, the, the armed forces are racist. So is this the first uh, branch of the military they've determined is not racist? Well, Rand Corporation researched the social media postings of members of the Air Force, officer and enlisted. They looked at Twitter, uh, a subreddit that's popular on Reddit with Air Force popu- uh, personnel, other social media platforms. They looked for keywords they thought might be racist, you know, like saying BLM anywhere near the word riot as in BLM riot, in this study, if members of the Air Force accurately described what happened in cities across the country in 2020, they would be considered racist, okay? Mm, okay. They looked at 54 million tweets. 54 million. Out of that 54 million, they only found 
0.0031% that could be construed as containing a racial slur like BLM riot. Oh, I was going to say, maybe that's probably just a couple of people talking about Kanye West. Three thousandths of a percent. Racist, homophobic, or xenophobic talk did not break thresholds of significance or affect size in standard test analysis. That's from their report. You know what I wonder is how many millions of dollars uh-huh. did the Department of Defense spend well, that's interesting. Doing this study. Because the Defense Department is rolling out this new diversity, equity, and inclusion training for all military personnel. And RAND wants to be able to do that training and then prove that the training cut down on racism. That's why they did this study. This is, uh, so DEI is uh-huh. the that's acronym. Exactly. So the problem is, there is no problem. They couldn't find evidence that there's racism in the Air Force, even though they had a financial incentive to find racism in the Air Force. So if there isn't any racism, they can't say that their training gets rid of racism. You see the problem? Yeah, they well, what they did they put find, themselves out of a job at least with the United States Air would, Force. You would think, but the Air Force isn't going to stop the training. <laughs> what they did find was that people in the Air Force were criticizing the new DEI training they're having to take. Quote, with users expressing concern that DEI training was politically motivated. You think? So they're basically creating a problem where but, there's no problem. They're creating a problem where people go, this is politically motivated. By doing training, that is, in fact, politically motivated to solve a problem that doesn't, in fact, exist. But Rand Corporation pointed out that even the discussions criticizing the training were, quote, civil and constructive. See, this is a surprise to them because I think the Rand Corporation, you know, you've heard the saying, if all you've got is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. So they've got they're going to make money off of this diversity, equity and inclusion training. But it's not going to do any good. Because they're trying to solve a problem that doesn't exist. The demand for evidence of actual racism in this country by people on the left is much, much higher than the supply of actual racism by Americans. That's a bright spot. It would be a better bright spot if the Department of Defense would actually learn that truth. But they're still paying for the training for the issue that doesn't exist. And everybody still has to take it for the issue that doesn't exist. Well, that makes perfect sense. Your tax dollars at work. You're listening to American Ground Radio. Smells fresh and ready to go. American Ground Radio is as American as apple pie, except our content is more filling and less calories. If you missed a recent show or you want to hear a show again, you can listen anytime to any episode by subscribing to the American Ground Radio podcast. So have a slice of good, wholesome, conservative talk radio and subscribe today to the American Ground Radio podcast wherever you get your podcast. Conservatives are being censored on social media. Big media. In colleges. Public schools. And in woke corporations all across this country. That means talk radio is the last beacon of free speech in America. So when you hear businesses supporting free speech by advertising on this station, we should thank them. They've put their money where their values are, and you should do the same. Make sure you're spending your dollars at companies that understand that free speech isn't free. Conservative listeners need to support conservative advertisers. Because liberty is never more than one generation away from extinction. President Reagan once said, if we don't know what we did, we don't know who we are. American Ground Radio features an online store with something for everyone. What makes America great? You'll find out when you read the book, Bright Spots, Big Country. You can help your kids and grandkids learn who they are as Americans with a conservative kid growth kit or listen to the educational CD, Freedom Reigns. Shop today and go online at American groundradio.com my pillow is now a proud sponsor of american ground radio which is really great i mean we all have my pillow products at home and it's so fantastic that an industry leader like my pillow has invested in american ground radio coast to coast and because we're now working with my pillow you can get some great deals if you go to their website mypillow.com type in the letters agr for your discount code you get some massive discounts right away right like the luxurious giza dream sheet They're 60% off right now with the AGR code. I'm telling you, no sleepless nights with these, folks. Or you get a six-piece MyPillow towel set for $70 off. That's a huge discount just by typing in three little letters, AGR. You can get $50 off the classic MyPillow right now with the AGR discount code. And on every single item, thanks to the sponsorship of MyPillow and American Ground Radio, you save big. 
bigly. Huge. Yeah, so go to MyPillow.com and type in those letters A-G-R and start sleeping like a baby tonight. American Ground Radio is in nearly 40 markets across our great country, and we're expanding every month. American Ground Radio is looking for businesses that join one of the fastest-growing conservative talk shows in our country. When you become a sponsor of American Ground Radio, you'll see results, and you'll support a show that represents conservatives who love their country. If you're interested in becoming a sponsor in your market, go to AmericanGroundRadio.com and click on Contact. Yeah, pay attention while I paint the picture. Gas prices increasing, the richer getting richer. You need the honest, real deal info. Gotta tune in, American Ground Radio. Uh, what's happening to the country? We need order. The chaos going down at the southern border. It's getting intense, time that we make sense. Families are struggling because they can't afford rent. American Ground Radio, let's go. American Ground Radio, let's go. Welcome back to American Ground Radio. I'm Stephen Barr with Louis Sar Avalone. So today, Kamala Harris, Vice President mm-hmm. Kamala Harris. Not sure, she's be, not President Kamala? Not to be confused with President Kamala oh, Harris. Okay, right. She says, think about climate mm-hmm. in the context of what we need to deal with. Yes. This is another word think, salad. Think about climate in the context of what we need to deal with. Extreme heat uh-huh. and what that means in urban communities uh-huh. where there's only asphalt. That just exasperates the heat effect. Ah, interesting she brings that up because actually it's the urban uh, areas with asphalt that actually increases the perception that there is climate change because we keep most of our temperature stations that we use for the land temperature record globally. Most of those are based at airports, which are in urban areas. They're in cities. Well, she's not. She's not talking about airports. So the asphalt She's actually saying, increases the temperature at our temperature recording stations. But those urban areas, when you compare it to the planet at large, Stephen, is a that's very, not very what small she, area. She's not talking about that. What she's talking oh. about are low-income uh-huh. individuals yes. living in the inner city uh-huh. that are affected by climate change because there's too much asphalt where they live. Okay. And so by you opposing climate change initiatives, uh-huh. Makes you a racist. That's what she's saying. Can't you just can't you just get it? I got to tell you, getting rid of carbon dioxide isn't going to stop the sun from heating up asphalt. And anybody who thinks so needs to be told, whoa. When I say whoa, I mean whoa. Last summer, Sebastian Haller signed to play with the second biggest football club in Germany, Borussia Dortmund. It was a dream come true. And then Sebastian's dream turned into a nightmare as he was diagnosed with testicular cancer. Instead of taking the field with his new teammates, he underwent two surgeries and four rounds of chemotherapy. Eventually, he got stronger and stronger, and doctors were able to announce the cancer was gone. Oh, that's great. On February 4th of this year, Sebastian finally got to start for Borussia Dortmund at center forward. What's even better is he scored his first goal since recovering from cancer. What's amazing is February 4th was World Cancer Day. He scored his first goal on World Cancer Day. When asked about it after the game, he said, you remember why you play football is truly that kind of moment because you score a goal, you feel like you're in the clouds. That is a great story. May your pursuit of happiness bring you joy. 